It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Challenge All-Stars Wrap Up Podcast for Episode 6. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, my co-host, Alice. Uh, how are you? I'm great. Glad to be back. Happy to be with you for the first time in, what, like three, four weeks, talking about the greatest challenge franchise going on, uh, All-Stars 2. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it's been a few weeks since we discussed All-Stars. So what have you been a few big moments last couple of weeks. What, do you have any overarching thoughts on uh, everything that's gone down? Didn't you listen to the podcast I did, Brian? <laughs> Besides last week, I guess. That's true. <laughs> I also mentioned a few thoughts from the prior season episode. I mean, the, the the question to me is sort of like Derek. That's like kind of crazy. I'm a little bit surprised that his, I, it, like to me, Derek is sort of the Rob analog. I mean, Derek's been added a little bit less time, but it's still, I think, a, a good comparison and people kind of uh, suggest if Rob came back on Survivor, would he be voted off immediately? Would people want to like suck up to him because he's got sort of this like help this platform that could help you have longevity? But Derek going out early is uh, we talked about this a lot last season that like he kind of needs a good finish here. Poor, kind of poor showing for Derek. Yeah, it's an interesting point because he did well last time. Um, so there, there was no target on him the first time out. I guess the second time out there was, but uh, obviously the first time around he did okay. Uh, I think it's probably more just maybe he had more f- more vulnerable this time around without Mark, and maybe they seemed to be able to take a shot at him. I felt like that was more of the bigger thing. It's all the, the Nehemiah stuff. Like Nehemiah is in a great position, and I think that kind of takes us to this episode. But he he the last few episodes he's really put himself in an incredible social position in the house, and he had his like Derek in the crosshairs, and he got mm-hmm. what he wanted. Yeah, Nehemiah has been super fun. I think uh, far and away he's probably been like the MVP of this season. He's just been all over the place in making involved in a lot of the big decisions, doing well in challenges, eliminate like everything. Like he's just been all over the place in, in, in like a very good way, very entertaining way. So I think he, he's been a standout star for this season. And then we get, you know, the, the three kings 
expanding officially. Yeah, yep. to bring in Melinda officially, uh, the four horsemen or the three kings and the one queen. And it was really fun to see Nehemiah Tech and Melinda dance and celebrate the wins. And then Tevlatarian be like, you can imagine how fun these people are if I'm dancing. You saw me last season, right? <laughs> like, I loved that. Yes, very like uh, Big Brother HOH, like in the storage room vibes of them celebrating uh, and dancing, especially with the fact that they are named very Big Brother E, like too. So, uh, a lot of positivity in that room going around. Well, then we have this conversation with, or, or really the confessional. I mean, you talked about this, but Brad's been getting some very interesting confessionals. And he sort of says, like, it's a bummer to not be on the same page with, like, my friend Nehemiah. We see if a few episodes ago the image that still lingers in my brain with Nehemiah wearing the hair extensions as <laughs> a beard to support Brad. Um, but it, it did feel like sort of like Chekhov's confessional. And I thought it was maybe going to pay off this episode. It looks more like it's going to pay off next episode. That there's sort of this reckoning between old friends just happening to be on different sides of the house. Yeah, especially because uh, they really laid it out that Basically, like the amount of people voting is even smaller uh, than we would even anticipate. So it does seem like there's going to be a point where either Brad or Nehemiah is going to be forced to vote in the other person. It's maybe like against the other person or against another friend. Like there does, it does seem to be that reckoning coming in one way or another between the two of them. Before we get to the episode proper and break down the pairs and all of that, it's going to be interesting to discuss. Can we first like set the stage of? the sides of the house, because I do think there are like very clear sides of the house that we haven't really been able to tee up because we haven't been here, which is my fault, but yeah, so, um, I'm curious. So, we a, so on one side is, as you mentioned, the, uh, the four horsemen, three Kings and a queen, the Nehemiah, Latarian tech and Melinda side of it. And then the other side is Brad, uh, Darrell, Janelle, and then who else? And then who? Who like is firmly well, entrenched? Because yeah, because who else is firmly entrenched with the three of them? So there's Kahuta, MJ, Janae, Jasmine, who all at uh, Jody also seems to be on that side. Jody definitely, yeah. Kendall I wasn't sure. Yeah, like, Sorry, I wasn't ahead. sure where the the Cancun pair fell with them. I couldn't tell where Tyler fell. Like it seemed like they were like in it with them but not like firmly in it with them but this episode made it seem like they were all as like a larger group together yeah because especially we see melinda last week sharing her story with mj and john a but i do think like going into this episode it does kind of seem like ayana's with the four horsemen via tech Mm -hmm. um and then it's like everybody else is sort of more on the other side of things. T- Tyler, I think, is the unclear one because like everyone's been sort of nominating him as a pawn. Um, but otherwise, right. yeah, like, the other Casey person fall? is because Casey like made the move to get. It was part of that to get Derek. So like, where does he? Where does she fall? Like she's with Kahuta now, so maybe that pushes it towards. So maybe the it's really side, three. But... Maybe it's like three as we arrive because it's also like. Derek and Jarrell were linked and Brad is the one who takes Derek out. It's not his fault, but he's sort of like weaponized to take him out. But yeah, that's interesting. So maybe it's really like going into this episode. It's the three horsemen plus Melinda. Uh, Not that. Well, I combined all the names, the four horsemen, Mm -hmm. AKA the three Kings plus Melinda on the other side. It's, Brad and Darrell, Janelle, Kendall via Darrell, everyone kind of via Darrell, Darrell in the mm-hmm. middle. 
Ayana on the left. I'm saying left. I can see myself like what the two and so sorry. Right. Four four horsemen and Ayana. <laughs> Let's say that. Four horsemen and Ayana. Yes. On the other yes. side is Darrell is the center of the spoke with Janelle, Brad. They're starting to pick up Jody last week. Yes. That kind of connection. Kendall. And then there's this other faction of MJ, John A, Jasmine, Kahuda, Casey. And I yeah, think they all sort of go to against the four horsemen in this episode. Right. But I, they would probably seemingly be more like more in the middle. Like if, if the wind right. started to blow towards the four horsemen, they would go that way potentially. But it almost seems like the way like the winners are breaking down and the elimination winners are breaking down. It does seem like being in the middle might be the worst spot to be. because You're kind of just going to be forced to go in. So it is it is an interesting spot the way this house is, is set up. And last week, I do think like they were mad at Darrell and Jody, right? Because there was like this room. I didn't think you'd put me up. And I think MJ and Kahuta were a part of that. So I do think like based on the rooms, they're sort of more on the Darrell side, but with some flexibility. Yes, there is some flexibility with some of the middle people in that. So which is good. It offers up uh, different possibilities, which is why we get to it. But I didn't really like how this this new shakeup is going down with these pairs. It's tough, right? Because it's like in a season like last season where like people were just like voting in and being all proper and whatever, like then a shakeup is good. It's hard to anticipate. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think they can really change it up and be like, we're going to switch on the fly. But yeah, it's sort of like survivor this season when they did the one tribe goes to two tribes just for one tribal council. It was like the worst possible time because that could have been a really interesting tribal council. If the entire tribe was together, Um, you kind of can anticipate that these people are playing like a really awesome cutthroat game. There are factions Mm -hmm. or flexibility. It it would just be interesting as is. They don't need to change it, but 50 more, probably more than half the time we'd appreciate a twist like this. Right. All very true. All very true. It just so happened that yeah, like the people, the individuals were willing to move between alliances, seemingly cut people that were strong, being strong competitors. Uh, but now you're like you're, the way it's set up, it's almost takes away a lot of the strategy because kind of how they mentioned, like with between all the lifesavers that are, that are floating around that there, you got the elimination winner. You can only vote in two people. There's only a certain amount of people voting. There's not a lot of flexibility anymore to make moves and to offer different options just because now everyone's paired together. At the risk of admitting that I'm an idiot, I like didn't realize that if you use the lifesaver, you sacrifice your vote. No, I'm right. I was right there with you. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't put that together either. Nor did I think it was that big of a deal, but I guess right. like it, as you get down to numbers, obviously uh, your vote matters even more. So it, it does make sense. Um, there's this conversation Janelle and Tyler have, which is sort of the first we're seeing from Janelle in a while. Uh, very worried about Tyler in this conversation, <laughs> like where it's yeah. like, uh, I, I, I like, and I appreciate that he's recognizing that he's vulnerable, even though he's been a pawn. It's like, if somebody's willing to put you up as a pawn multiple times, like once their targets leave, you're next up. And I think yeah. it's good game sense. At least that Tyler's recognizing that. Yeah, that was a very troubling conversation for Tyler's future in the game, just as it was. You never want to hear. I'm really impressed with how this person has been doing in challenges. I didn't expect much, but they really, uh, they really surprised me. Uh, and that's what we got about Jasmine from John A. So the uh, the tentacles are going off about Tyler and, and Jasmine as a pair, or, or even as individuals before they were paired together. Uh, 
going into this one. I know the edit of this episode was tough because they really there was no second story. Like once Tyler and Jasmine became a, a partnership, it was like, OK, either they win this challenge and defy all odds. And that's why we got the first half of this episode saying how much they suck <laughs> mm-hmm. or they are going home. Like there's yeah. just was no story. Latarian's story was not such that he was leaving. And so I was a little disappointed with that the edit was a little obvious this episode, but oh, it's so good episode. But I was like, okay, I can't even expect that there's a possibility. I can't entertain another possibility. Right, right. And then we even, not that we could have anticipated this, but we got the little glimpse of uh, Kendall, who was such a big face of this uh, season last year that she really has been invisible up until it. And I guess the reason why was because she, uh, you know, has to go home early from an injury. And we got a little bit of a glimpse as to her you know, life back home before she has to do that. So we got a question about that room. <laughs> the, the FaceTime room? Yeah. Mike said, please talk about the mural in the room with the iPad. <laughs> I, 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 you're going to have to paint a picture. I, 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 oh, there I was like, a, it was like a, like a, a 90s, like graffiti-esque. There's like a, a portrait of TJ. It was very mm. bizarre. <laughs> I feel like that was probably trying to give off like old school, uh, like real world house vibes. Because I feel like they used to have that type of stuff in all the real world houses. So I'm, I'm going to guess that's what they were going for. It, I mean, I didn't dislike it. It was just very funny to have this mm. like graffiti portrait of like a bunch of stuff. And then it's like sort of TJ, like the scale was weird. It was like a little small, but also too big. Like it was very uh-huh. strange. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, but yeah, I liked seeing that from Kendall. It was sweet. Uh, Coach Cooper. Um, sorry, my notes are on my phone, which they're normally not. And I just put my phone down. It's like forgetting that I was holding it. You do that where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm rude. I'm holding my phone. No, it's literally I'm looking at my notes. Okay. Sorry. Right. Um, but all right, let's talk about the pairs. You sound like you were not thrilled. Yeah, I mean, it, like... I wasn't thrilled for a couple of reasons. A, I just really loved the vibe of this season, the, the individual setup. Like people were playing individual games, but also in larger groups with, you know, jumping in and out. Like it just, the, the setup was just so entertaining that I, like I wasn't expecting a shakeup because it just didn't seem necessary. And then again, in like classic challenge format, they do it in a way where you can't like prepare for it. Like you get the setup for the challenge, like how they normally do. It's like, okay, you're playing in pairs. Everyone pick a pair. Um, and then TJ at, at the end of the challenge just announces that this is who you're with for the rest of the season. Yeah. The one good thing is like, it does seem like the eliminate. And now it's unclear cause Kendall gets eliminated, but it's like, I, with this, I did hope, okay, well I hope the eliminations are still individual. And then it's like a partner switch up, which is what this would have been tonight. I think had Kendall come back. So like, I think we can rely on the fact that they're going to still be individual eliminations. Do you agree with that? Oh, I don't. I, I think the only reason why, um, I mean, oh, like, really? oh, oh, so what, so you think, so you think the winners of the eliminate, do you think they'll get to pick their partner or do you think they'll just be automatically paired together? No, I think they'll automatically be paired together. Okay. That's interesting. I would love them to have a pick, but I yeah. think then Latarian would have gotten a pick. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think they'll get the 
pick. I, I think it would be a paired. I think it's going to be paired eliminations and just both pairs go home together. That, that That's how it might read. It was just so happened to be that Kendall was gone. So it was like, okay, Jasmine, you just happen to get the winner. So you of this thought it was going to be a co-ed pole wrestle of like men, then women, then men or women, then women. Yeah, like a, women. Men's, a men's heat and then a women's yeah, yeah, heat. Yeah. And if it's a tie, you know, flip the coin. So that sucks because I do think it should be still an independent elimination, especially given the way that they made the teams. Like, yeah, like you're saying, it would have just been so easy to say it's now going to be pairs the rest of the season matchup because I do think taking it on the chin to be with a less than ideal partner in a one challenge is way different than thinking that that's going to be your partner the rest of the season. The one thing I totally agree, but the one thing I'll say is at least they did it. You know, it's far enough into the season. This episode six, I've done, you know, a few dailies. Now there's established relationships. So like, I don't like, I feel like a lot of the pairs would have been picked this way anyway. So like, that's the one plus is like a lot of them were people are paired with who they would want to be with. Like Melinda and Nehemiah makes sense. Brad and Jody like makes sense. Uh, Darrell and Janelle makes sense. Like a lot of these people probably would have picked each other anyway, but I, I just, I just wish they just didn't have to do that. So you're right. And especially Tyler later says what I was thinking in the beginning is like, how are people know even knowing that there are teams some days, pairs some days, individuals some days, like, how are you not you're bored in the house? How are you not having a conversation of like, oh, if this week's challenge is a pair, we should be a partnership. Like yep. even just having that conversation. So I do think to your point, and Tyler says that later, a lot of those pairs are predetermined. I just think like it might be harder in a way that CT has no problem like deflecting cam or whatever with cockiness. I do think some of these vets would have a harder time if Tyler, it really only comes down to Tyler, but if Tyler was more aggressive and like grabbed Jody or grabbed John a or grabbed Janelle, like when they're only thinking it's, I guess they would be thinking it's, I don't know. Like I, I do think it like people should know what they're doing. You're right. Maybe it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. Yeah, I just wish, you know, if they were going to do this, I just don't see why they wouldn't just tell them before this challenge. Like, pick your partner and pick wisely because who you pick for this challenge is who you pick for the rest of the season. Just just do that and just at least just tell them that. Like, I don't know. I just, I, again, it always comes back to I just wish on the challenge people were able to make decisions with as much information as possible, especially this drastic of a decision. Although, given the challenge, I know they say the pair for the rest of the season, but. I mean, who knows? The final could be individual again. So you, you never know. <laughs> um, when it comes to the the Tyler part of it, the most interesting situation was Casey, that he has a partnership with Casey, mm-hmm. which honestly, Casey and Jasmine, it's like not that big of a difference to me in ability, in, in demonstrated ability. Casey, I think, has the edge, but I don't think it's like a lock. Um, but Casey rejects Tyler because Cutta comes over and is like, good decision. That was very. Kahuta's like not reading great to me this season. It's a it's killer Kahuta. It's killer Kahuta. What are you gonna do? It's killer Kahuta. I I think I would rather be with Tyler. Oh, I absolutely would rather be with Tyler. Tyler, really? I, if I was a, a woman on the show, I feel like Tyler would be one of my top two or three picks. Like he, like he's a beast. Like I know he he's just he happened to lose this elimination, but he's I mean he's an incredible swimmer. He great with Paul. Like he is a very very strong competitor. Well, I'm, con- I'm I'm not sold on him with puzzles as of late, given that Jasmine's role was the puzzle and they like ate it on the puzzle. 
But that's, you know, one puzzle isn't demonstrative and and he has a mm-hmm. track record. But um, I was very, very surprised. I think it's just a, a, a showing of how strong everyone is on the season, particularly the men. Um, that they're really maybe you'd think tech because he's so slim. But Ayana just like Evan loves tech. So it's like it's, yeah. no one's going to look elsewhere. Uh, but I was very, very surprised to see Tyler be last pick. And I don't think it's representative of his ability at all. No, but like like we kind of said, it's kind of representative of where he stands in the house. Like if everyone's okay with him being the pawn, kind of on both sides, then no one's really that close with him. So no one is going to go pick him. So kind of fits. I loved MJ and John A here. Like they're obviously getting very, very close in the house. And MJ like grabs her and then is like, now is that okay with you? <laughs> like it's very sweet. Right. I mean, I'm under MJ's spell. MJ can fully get it. I'm, I love MJ, but I just also love that like fake, like, is that okay with you? Like this other, like, it's like, yeah, yeah it's, I'm very okay being with like a ginormous man that I have a great working relationship with. Yeah. And uh, I mean, John is a great pick to be with too. I mean, geez, great relationships in the house, you know, probably should have won the final last season if they broke it down smartly. So um, she's great to be with. Um, are you shipping Ayana and tech? If I think if Kyle Picard was doing a uh, drinking game, I think for this, I'd be to, curious. Right? I mean, <laughs> the, the, they're giving off very po- positive vibes too. I mean, Ayana just, she just wants to look at tech. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I was surprising yeah. to me, but I loved it. Yeah. We love to see it. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So what do you think of this challenge? I thought the jumping, the choice between the 30 feet and the 15 feet was interesting. Yeah, I, I like, again, like give them the choice. Like I, I always appreciate seeing them make the choice and like their reasoning for it. Um, we see what could happen if you jump from 30 feet. I mean, it cost Kendall her entire game. So like I could see understand it for like Jasmine and Casey. Like I'm just not going to risk it. Um, I'd rather just take my safety and swim from there. So like I, I think it was a reasonable thing to put in front of them. And I think people that ch- chose to jump from 15 feet, like it wasn't, it was detrimental. Like it cost time to jump down, but like if you get banged up, it might take you even more time to swim. So I think it was fine. 
Yeah, I thought it added an interesting layer. I, I am starting to think, though, potentially the All-Star challenges are too, quote, easy. I don't think they're easy, but, like, there's really, like, no differentiation at this point. It's like two people are standouts. One person can't do it well. Um, I don't. I think they almost need to increase the difficulty a little bit. Like maybe mm-hmm. these people are just like coming at a better physical level, coming more prepared than last season as the whole on the whole. But remember the first challenge last season, yeah. like it was a disaster, but I, maybe they've overcorrected a bit. Cause like the first challenge with the pull and, and Ayana falls off, everybody else just kind of like skates to the end. This did feel a little bit like, Oh, everyone's doing a fine job. And it got a little boring. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. I totally agree. I think the first challenge. I don't know if it changed their like the producer's mind because like that was such a disaster. But I agree. I think they've maybe gotten far, too far in the other way. Um, you know, we've seen people get eliminated just because like their piece floats too far away or like the the puzzle like they take too much time on. So yeah, I think they could step it up a little bit. It seems like they might do that next week. Although that next week's challenge seems very challenge proper. Like, so I know you. That's I'm that, very, <laughs> very worried about next week's challenge. I have to tell I you, I, I I usually like those more than you, but I think it'll be better because it's not like normally when challenge proper do it, they do it with like 45 teams. So you see it like so many times. I think there's not that many teams doing it, so I think it could be okay. I am very worried that it's like, so for anyone who didn't watch the next week on, it's like cars and trucks and like whatever. Like to me, this could be very like everyone completes it and just Brad and Jody win. (laughs) It's like, okay, cool. Very possible. Very, very possible. Um, Let's like preview. So we don't need to go through every team and how they did this challenge because I think we're all saying it didn't really matter. But Mm -hmm. of the teams, if we just run them down, like who are sort of like the top two to watch in your opinions? We have, well, we had Latarian and Kendall, Tyler and Jasmine, Nehemiah and Melinda, Jody and Brad, Casey and Kahuta, Tech and Ayana, Janelle and Darrell, and MJ and John A. Yeah, in my head, I think the clear two would be Brad and Jody and Darrell and Janelle. I I, I think those uh, Darrell and Janelle. I think yeah. I, I don't know if that's what I said. Um, th- <laughs> I think those would be the top two teams right now. So I would have put Lacarian, 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 and Kendall here before this for sure. For sure. Um, I think Jody and Brad, based on how just like unbelievably Jody has seemingly performed every challenge, have to be up mm-hmm. there. I agree. I I called Janelle and Darella's one to watch last week before they were partners. I feel very good about that now that they're partners. But I don't want to sleep on Nehemiah and Melinda because I love team chemistry. I think they have the best team chemistry best working relationship. Mm-hmm. M- Melinda is hot fire motivated. They have great political standing somehow in the house, even though they've like narrowed themselves into like a tight five. Um, so I would say they're in a, at, in a little bit of a distant third behind the two teams you said. Yeah. And I, and I would put MJ and John A there. I mean, John A was fantastic last season. So I, I wouldn't put a pastor again to do pretty well, but it remains to be seen how well, honestly, how well MJ would do. So I, I think I would put them right in the mix too. So I would say Casey and Kahuta and then the new team of Latarian and Jasmine probably fall into the, the bottom tier of the three tiers, but mm-hmm. not, not out of it at all. Just like a different tier. So there's just, is it just six teams? Is that, is our math right? No. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who do we oh, forget? Ayana Tech. Ayana Tech. Ayana Tech. I think they're in that third tier, probably. Also. Yeah, I mean, maybe second. Yeah. Maybe second tier upside. Yeah, I think so. Given depends on the right 
challenge component. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they fluctuate between like the Melinda Nehemiah range and the MJ John A range. Now, Ayana, I would say, is like almost unbeatable in an elimination, it seems. But if it's a paired elimination and Tech's only won one elimination his whole career, you know, different factor. Yep. Very, very true. Very true. Um, okay. I thought Ayana was going to get mad about the life shield thing again. So let's break down the life shields. We have a lot of questions about this. So what happens is they go to teams and each person so that would be tech and ten oh, i'm sorry melinda still have their life shields and now their life shields apply to teams this will be the only time the life mm-hmm. shield actually i was gonna say that completely undoes my theory that maybe they'll switch partners because if each you win a life shield as a team moving forward all right ignore me whatever yeah. who cares so this will be the only time there are two life shields um it totally neuters the voting. Mike Christensen says, after seeing the players figure out optimal strategy to disarm the live shield, would the switch to teams have been the perfect opportunity to change it up where the team that wins mm. the elimination is just straight up immune while also getting one life shield between them? Yeah, 100%. I think that's the move. That's what they should have done. It, really, it gave them this opportunity to do a real life audible when they had the chance. I don't know why they didn't take it because clearly the life shield, like they broke it. I mean, like, the fact that like this week it was it was such a sham like oh let's just put up these two teams just to like watch it um i guess the only it does add the component of taking away their vote which as i mentioned as we get down to it will matter but i just don't think it matters enough that it's like worth the trade off of it well i was going to say i think having not had an understanding that it took away your vote before it does kind of change that it like actually shouldn't have been that easy to just like put people up because again, if you're like putting, it explains really why Brad doesn't get put up and have to put his life shield out in the Ayana thing. I think I was really hard on um, Darrell and Jody for setting up Ayana in that way. It's like, well, Brad's a vote for them. So they need that vote. And it does also suggest like, Oh, maybe it's not just to burn their life shield. It's they're a vote for the other side that I don't want to go in. So I'm going to, neuter their vote like it it makes it more interesting and i wish i had an appreciation it's probably my fault but i wish i appreciated Mm -hmm. that in earlier episodes to have thought more about it yeah it's it's almost like i wish there were instead of like that middle group i I wish that middle group was its own alliance where it it would really fluctuate like who was able to vote what we would do but now it was such like a, a more of a larger majority and like such a smaller minority like, it doesn't really matter as much. Well, Latarian and Jasmine are going to be really interesting. So do each teams have individual votes, though? Because John A is her number one is Jasmine and Jasmine's with Latarian and Latarian's with the other side of the house. So, yeah, I think it's that individual could get pretty vote. interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, the way this went down, it was four people vote like four, two teams voting and it was three to one. So I think each person oh, right, voted individually. Darrell. The yeah, votes so. went so quick that it was like... <laughs> I know the, the votes went so quick after Darrell voted. I was waiting for more people to vote because like, the way he said, I was like, oh, well, he's just throwing away his vote. That means nothing. Well, actually, it's going to mean something. And then like, no, it actually meant nothing. Um, RHP out of context says it's so clear that John A watches the new season because she's so aware of the game mechanics like the lifesaver. How can the show give her more credit that she is the mastermind of her alliance with many of the male champs? Are we sleeping on John A? Is the show sleeping on John A? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't think the show's sleeping. I mean, they include, they should have included that scene. Um, I feel like they've given her good confessionals explaining stuff. I mean, she just hasn't been like 
in the power spot to really show it the way other people have. But I think the show has depicted John A pretty well. Yeah, I think John A is in a great spot. Um, so we'll see as that goes. Um, Kendall, my heart went out to Kendall when it's like yeah. she's got this connective tissue disorder. I was feeling for her for sure. Yeah, I felt really bad. I mean, she was right on the verge of potentially winning last season. She was so great. Um, I was really looking forward. I was so happy she was back this season. Um, it, it is kind of it was a big bummer um, how this kind of all played out for her. Does this shed a little bit more light and excuse her a little bit of her like reluctance to jump through the trivia hole on last season? <laughs> I mean, it would if she like used that as an excuse, but I mean, she's done other stuff, so um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to give her a pass on that. I mean, she did have a reason to not jump this time and didn't take it. So who knows? Yes, 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 yes. Um, all right. Deliberation. I love the different approaches here. Like MJ and John A, knowing they're pretty safe, are just like, I would like not to be the vote. Right. <laughs> and Latarian's like, I don't shy away from being the vote. And this is another point of like well, the difference between this season and last season. I feel like if this was last season, people would have been saying, oh, it's not fair. Kendall's hurt. We shouldn't vote them in. We're just going to vote for the other team out of fairness. And here it's like, no, we're sticking with our lines. We're sticking with like the smart decision. And this is going to be the vote. So I, I like that still playing out like that. Agreed for sure. Um, I did think we were in trouble with a TB, a to be continued or Kendall gone when there was nine minutes left and we were just turning to like a Jasmine retrospective. Yes. I was like, oh, and we are stalling for time, stalling for time. Yeah, because I, I mean, they could have easily done a scenario where there was like no elimination or something like that. The way Kendall got home. Yeah, so I, I was I was open to anything that was going to play out. That's Brian open to anything, Cohen. That's what people say about you. That's that's what that was my biggest pitch when you watch the challenge. You just just be open. You never know what's going to come your way. Um. Jasmine being safe, nothing really to say about this. Like, there, what else could they have done besides making Jasmine safe here? Yeah, I mean, the only other option would be I mean, I was going to say you bring back the person who went home last week, but you're not going to do that because Tina quit. So you could do the person who went home the week before that, I guess, but that, like, that wouldn't, I mean, we, you know, we complain about when the challenge proper does that. So, like, I, I think Jasmine just got I'll send you $10 if in three seconds you could tell me who went home before Tina. Oh God! Who did I gotta beat? I gotta done. beat someone. I don't remember. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> who, who was it? Um, it no, I don't actually don't know because I, I am writing this down. I could name all of the guys. It was T. It was Kendall then Tina. Who was the woman with the tattoos? That was two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I, I, it's I'm those. missing three three people who went home. So we'll move on. It's not just okay. we'll get to it later because we got to do our thing at the end. That's what I was prepping for. Right. <laughs> um, I, and and I was ten dollars. You know, I was nervous you might get it, so I wasn't underestimating you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fair price to set. Yeah, it was a fair price. But yeah, I mean, I mean, that's why I mean, TJ laid it out like Jasmine. You caught a break. Like she caught a break. That's what happened. Like I, I think that's almost the fairest way to do it. Is um, she just doesn't compete. Was it Sophia? Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that was a time ago. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't even remember what the elimination was. What was the elimination two weeks ago? That was episode four. The Coffins? The first The first elimination was the, the Coffins. The first elimination was episode, and that was episode two. Right, with the Coffins, with Derek, and yeah. that's with the woman with the tattoos. 
who Ayana whooped. Who said oh, was the it, oh, was, was, it the, was it the Tic Tac Toe one? Was that episode four? Oh, Tic Tac Toe. That was when Sophie- uh, Ryan lost. Ryan lost to Kahada, and was that Sophia? I guess so. I mean, this there's is one. Okay, there's one other woman. There's the one with the tattoos, Sophia, Kendall, and Tina, and I can't think of the fifth woman. Oh, Katie, duh. Idiot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. There you go. Idiot Katie. me, not idiot you. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> what's the woman with the tattoos name? Linda? Laura? Don't, don't at me. I don't care. Um, okay, so I was also a little bit upset, too, because I think Tyler says this in such a classy way, which is like, it's my fault. I didn't advocate for a better partner. I didn't do better or whatever. But like Jasmine's the, I'll say what he doesn't want to say. Jasmine's the reason they lost. And now Jasmine mm-hmm. gets a free pass and he's got to go up against the house Latarian. Yeah, it's, it's not, I, I can understand the frustration. I, I definitely can. But at the same time, like you lose with a partner, you go like, you should both go in. Um, so like, I would have felt, more bad for like if he had obviously if he wins he's not going to go home but like if I would have felt more his frustration is if Jasmine stayed to compete with Kendall and like Jasmine lost her round to Kendall he wins his round and then like the women go again and then Jasmine loses again and that's why he gets sent home like that I would almost understand his frustration the most but he still lost you know to Letarian twice so that's fair he lost a hundred percent. And that's why I feel like I can come on and be like, I'm going to say it. It sucks. It wasn't, you know, like he didn't get, he didn't get himself into this mess and he couldn't get himself out of it. But if he were on screen being like, this isn't even my fault. Jasmine, we'd be like, you're a douche. You law, you know, like, so I feel like he, he handles it well. Yeah, yeah. He handles it well. And I'm going to say what he didn't say. Cause he's not a douche, which is it sucks. Cause he, it's not his fault. They lost the challenge. So like, and he's not even saying out. I shouldn't be in it. He's like, she should also be in this. <laughs> right, which is very fair. <laughs> right. Which is, I mean, she, she would have been. I mean, you know, just bad luck or good luck for her. What do you think of the new uh, shape of the pole for Paul Russell? Yeah, I don't really like it that much. Um, it's an old man's what, version. It's yeah. like the senior version of Paul Russell. <laughs> I think Bop so. it senior. Like, it was very... Also, uh, before that, very funny confessional from Jasmine saying, like, if she somehow uh, wins the show, she's going to, like, take Kendall out to a beautiful dinner to, you know, or name a, or name a child after her. <laughs> Kendall's a nice name. Yeah, I think it's so. That's not a bad name. Um, but yeah, everybody remembers from last season, even us, even the two of us who don't remember anything, that Latarian absolutely smoked in Paul Russell. He is what to Paul Russell. He's the all stars version of Kyle in Paul Russell. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, he dominated and he seemingly dominated this one again. I mean, Tyler never really seemed to have the edge at, at all in either in other rounds. So um, this is this is his game. If you see that pole on the ground, uh, hope hope LT is not there. You know when they cut to the person in Paul Russell in a sling, like yes, in an ace bandage, it's not going well. <laughs> I, I just like it's a full wrap. It's a wrap yeah, on his wrist, and it's a wrap for him in the game. Yeah, I mean, he basically should have just done that confessional like in his house and be like, "Oh, that's not good. Tyler's in his house. <laughs> <laughs> not good for his chance of the still be in the game." We get an unbelievable speech from Latarian. Like, again, I talked about Nehemiah's commitment, but like, and we talked about Nelson's mm-hmm. commitment. I mean, Latarian is up there with the most committed to the challenge. If you come for me, you're going to get me. 
Point blank period. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. Win or lose, I'm giving you business. I mean, put that on a T-shirt, Nelson, and I will buy that loyalty. Like, it is unbelievable. I yeah, love Libertarian. It, it gave me very much vibes of like that uh, viral YouTube video where the that, that British kids like, I don't deal with if buts, buts and maybes. I deal with absolutes. They gave me a lot of those, like, <laughs> those vibes. Oh, it's Maybe it's just on TikTok. I figured it was from YouTube. I've seen it on TikTok. It is I, every time that video crosses my page, I die laughing. I, I I gave me very don't come for me unless I send for you Kenny Moore vibes. So oh, that's it. Well, it's a combination um, of the two. It was excellent. It was just chef's kiss. We love it. We love it. I I was rooting for Tyler just because I love Tyler, I but me I'm too. not going to be upset with an LT win. No, I, I like Tyler a lot. I thought he kind of got the short end of the stick for a lot of this season. I don't really know why, um, but I hope he comes back. But obviously that's part of our one segment. So we'll keep it to that. Well, let's talk about Tyler's exit here because he gets a very strange goodbye from TJ. You're a challenger. You're a gamer. Take care. <laughs> like compliments. Goodbye. It, that's what the, that's always the weird thing with like the challenge where it's like he's someone like, oh, you're a great survivor. You're a great like big brother player. Like when you say like you're a great challenger, there needs to be like a better word, like a great competitor. like. I don't know what the word is, but like challenger is not it. So like I don't know what it is, but we got to figure out a better word. You don't like gamer. I do, I don't like gamer. Gamers actually, okay, think but like it's too broad. Tyler wasn't a good gamer. That's like the only thing that he didn't do well. He didn't have like the social strat to get him into a good partnership. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because like he, like you said, he was very likable, but like he didn't. Push, I guess he didn't push hard enough to like lock down like a core group. Um, all right, let's rank. I mean, I think we're kind of done with the episode, right? Yeah, that was basically it. Yeah, that was it. So we haven't done this in a, in a while, but I had proposed that we rank who we want. Is it who we want or the likely? I think it should be who we want. I think, yeah, who we want. Because who, like, the likelihood is like, I mean, who the hell knows? So, who we want. all right. So, who we want to come back in order from most to least. Um, I have two lists. I have men, then women. Like, I don't, I haven't integrated the list. Okay. Would you like me to go first? Uh, sure. Well, I'm just, I'm going to pull up the list as well, just so I have it in front of me. Yeah. Too, so I know exactly who. Uh... So for the men, I think Tyler takes my number one spot. I reserve the right to change it, but in my recency bias brain, I really, I would like Tyler to have a return ticket and come back immediately on the season. So Tyler's number one. Two full bias. I love Ryan Kehoe. Everyone knows it. I'm a Kehoe for sure. Um, so Ryan is my number two. Then it gets tricky. I think I am ultimately probably before the end of the season, Derek K would go here. But if I listen to my heart right now, I'm between Steve and Derek C. Because I think I'm actually putting Steve in my third spot. I was higher on wanting Steve back than you were last week. I think Steve showed a lot of promise. He's sort of free agent style. He doesn't come in with a lot of baggage. He doesn't come in with a lot of connections. I think he got, I thought he was the one who came up with the lifesaver flush. They seem to credit Casey this week. I don't know. I think Steve showed a willingness uh, and an ability to play and got cut a little short. I'm putting Derek four and Derek K five. Um, but overall, I kind of like to see all of them back. So it's not, we lost five good people. Do you mean Derek 
C five or Derek. I put Derek C four and Derek K five. Yeah, I think definitely Tyler number one for me. I I I would still put Derek K two. I would put Ryan three. Steve Steve four. Derek five. Yeah, I think uh, Derek K will ultimately move up in like um, when I'm less emotional and, and like get more distance between these people going out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really feel bad for Derek leaving, so that's where I'm at there. Yeah. So then for the girl side, I would put definitely Kendall number one. Um, then I would put I'd put Sophia two, Katie three, Leah four, and then Tina five because. The way she went out. So that's almost my exact list. I put Katie above Sophia. Yeah, that's fair. That uh, yeah, I was talking about list too. Yeah, but I think, yeah, that's pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. All right, that's, that's it. it. That's it. All right, you can subscribe. robswebsitecom slash challenge itunes you can follow me on twitter at leave us reviews there by the way too you know let us know are you listening to this separately did this work should we have just been doing one podcast you know let us know please do please do um follow me on twitter call with a c brian with an i underscore um not that if you for some reason you're only listening to this podcast and not watching they're doing a lot of paramount plus like free month promotions right now so it's a good time if you want just to start uh watching so I think do we don't say this lightly um, and we are not in any way sponsored by Paramount Plus, but oh, certainly not. I, I don't say this lightly. Like, it is worth watching. I almost feel like last season, maybe we were like, you cannot watch. Like, I really think this is, I watched this sometimes before. I watched the finale for mm-hmm. this before, but otherwise I've like watched this before I watched the challenge yeah. proper. No, I act, when people say like, oh, I think I kind of, like, I stopped watching the challenge in the middle. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of the right decision but then i say like you should actively watch all stars too it is genuinely very good television so 100 percent watch all stars too as you should if you're listening to an all stars two podcast um where can they follow you at last tweets that's it okay we'll be back next week for lucky number episode seven until then have a good one Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.